Welcome to Vice News. It took years, but we finally tracked him down. In previous episodes, my co-host and friend was sentenced for murder and uh, trying to, to wear me like a coat. I was nothing but an object to him, and now I'm taking my power back. Here's the house. Let's go. Come here, come here. Look, the door's open. Nick? Buddy? Oh my god! But Vice News, do, do you know who I am? Brian. Oh god. Nick, it's it's been so long. What what do we have here, bud? It, it seems to be get that on camera. Uh, peanut butter and, and Ritz. Are those Ritz, bud? Leave me alone! I just want to eat my peanut butter and non-brand crackers in peace. God, it's worse than I thought. He's in denial that they're Ritz. Let's get you out of here. Come on, buddy. And don't forget your coat. Coat. I uh, I mean jacket. Coat. Coat. They would never come back. That they couldn't couldn't come back. Welcome to another episode of the podcast from the Black Lagoon. Where we metaphorically slice and dice our way through horror films of old and new. I'm Brian, and today I'm just, I'm just Brian. That's it. Nick, you just Brian. That's it. No, I, 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 yeah. And I'm Nicholas Alexander Hacks, peanut butter aficionado. Oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> See, that actually gave me a burst some, of some hope. I was saying these catchphrases don't work for me anymore. But if they don't have to be relevant to the movie, they're somewhat that's a whole new world. They're somewhat relevant to the movie, Brian. He likes peanut. You're telling butter. me because he slathered peanut butter on Ritz <laughs> once, that now he, you know what. In the That's sequel, fair. I buy it. It, it. You know what? In the sequel, he made peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, it's a recurring theme. The peanut butter is a recurring theme. You're right. All right, that's fair. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you are right. Of course. Let it sink in. And you Let are left. Sink. Literally, that's how our our webcams are set up. I am our right. Actual orientation of the webcam. You are left, and you will never see that wow. because this is an audio podcast. So today we are talking about. Psycho 3. Ooh. Psycho 3. A continuation of our Bates Motel playlist uh, over on YouTube. What, what would the Bates Motel playlist have on it? <laughs> I wonder. What would the playlist be? I, I, I feel like there'd be a lot of like Bob Dylan in it for some reason. <laughs> okay. Psycho 3. At some point, your mother's word is no longer law, and you have to rebel against the system fight against the people who are holding you down, causing you to take lives and keeping you from true love. Okay, I did like the first part. The second part probably isn't what we should be telling our listeners, that murder is the the way to rebel. But I do like the first part. I think that's good, and it did feel representative of the movie. So I think that's that's a good synopsis. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Also, as you were complimenting my synopsis i got another random call from somebody that i don't know and i do not fight the system go murder Bite. somebody follow your own yes. rules no don't actually do that do not <laughs> we are gonna get a lawsuit out the ass if... you mean people shouldn't base their morals on two podcasters who don't know what they're talking about <laughs> totally okay to- totally this is uh, crazy it's it's the it's the whole oh video games make people murderers music makes people murderers 
Well, everything's so easy when the world is simple, right? It's just, mm. oh, no, 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 it's this one thing. And it, you know, it's that group that's always been a pain over history. It's, so that's great. So we're, we're solving the world's problems on our podcast. That's just what we do. What? You're having a revelation over there. What's going oh on? Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So there's just been a huge revelation that I, wow. I there, there was a huge conversation about it. You guys will not hear about it. All you need to know is that I had a bit of uh, some banking information leaked by some douchebag who made a uh, fraudulent charge and fucked me over. And uh, yeah, anyways, let's get on to Psycho 3. Let's get into the guts of the film. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Psycho 2 was surprisingly good. Yes. And I was not expecting it. I was amazed. I was excited that someone recommended it, and I thought, I didn't even know this existed. It's pretty fun. It's great. It's interesting. It's a great follow-up. Psycho 3 had high expectations. Didn't let hype get to me. I watched it as, as impartially as I could, and I thought it was okay. In the deepest sense of the word, it was yeah. an okay movie. It wasn't mediocre. It wasn't good. I thought it was perfectly serviceable and maybe a bit less than that. And I think that's where I stand in summary. <laughs> what, what was your takeaway from it? I was honestly disappointed with the movie. I yeah. I did not like the direction that they took. This mm-hmm. was the direction that kind of made me fearful of Psycho 2, which ended up being an amazing movie by the way if you haven't seen psycho one or two go watch those movies right now uh what are you doing here listening to us you fools (laughs) but psycho three made me feel very disappointed i was i was i was hoping for for a a little bit a little bit more let's just get the big elephant out of the room the music the music does not do this movie justice it felt like the big elephant in a room in a china in a china we're, shop we're just mixing up our analogies here i, I just it a was, big it, a big china it was a shop. bull elephant in a, in a china shop room right <laughs> the bull elephant in the china shop room that should be a song that should be yes. a punk song yeah uh it just felt out of place it took me out of the experience yeah it took nick, me... nick is referring to chanting and very almost like world music implementations into right. this film that can be done so well. Exorcist did this, yeah. Omen did this to really good effect, but it didn't really fit with this film and it didn't really feel earned. It just kind of felt like an easy way to make a scene feel surreal and it didn't really land for me. Um, right. yeah, it didn't. Either of us. Uh, and, and again, if you want to, we, we have reaction videos on YouTube, which you I hope, probably know by now. You can watch us experience this film uh, on, on YouTube and we, we recommend doing that yeah um, under Black Lagoon Reacts I think we can leave we can leave uh, a link in the yeah. description of mm-hmm. the episode so we'll definitely do that and you can yeah. check us out another thing that kind of bothered me about this movie the gore kind of felt lackluster and I really wasn't impressed Psycho 2 had me cringing at every death scene it was very unexpected and i felt like 
we could only go up from here. If you're making a sequel, then yeah. it's all uphill from here, which kind of means it's all downhill from here because we're getting <laughs> really grotesque. This comes off more as cartoonish. Yeah. And yeah. not suspenseful or cringe. I, sh- I feel like, not... yeah, okay, that's one thing. It wasn't as, like, affecting. Secondly, it wasn't substantive. Like, in the second movie, keep in, like, keep in mind how cool this transition is. The first movie was largely bloodless, beyond a, a, a yeah. famous scene. Chocolate syrup. Very little violence, that's right. In the second film, it was pretty violent. But the film had a reason for it. And it did a good job backing it up. And it mm. didn't feel like a gratuitous, meaningless thing just to put it in. This film did feel like the violence was not justified. It felt like it was trying too hard just to shoehorn it in, like a scene when he breaks some girl's wrist when he's trying to get her frozen body out of it. It's like, why? This doesn't do anything for the story. It's just here. Anthony and, Perkins was behind the directorial chair. Yes, which... this is his debut film, and he did some things really well for a debut film. Yeah. I agree 100%. There were some scenes that were shot really well, and there were other scenes that I felt could have been completely taken out or redone. And and I don't know that my issue is the direction so much as it is the writing. The things that happen in the movie don't feel right. The, The weird slasher vibe that we got near the end just didn't feel like Psycho. And I felt like even even Bates as a character, his psychology that's been established in the first two movies, very nuanced, very complex, I felt like it was betrayed in this film a bit. I felt like they, they weren't dealing with the right Bates. And it didn't, like keep in mind, Bates changed a lot from Psycho 1 to Psycho 2, but they told us how and why. In this film, he was just presented a bit differently. And yeah. it felt like writers not really understanding what made it great. This movie is still really widely liked though. Which is interesting to me. Surprising, yeah, it's very surprising. I can understand. I can I can understand why people like it. People like slasher films. It's a it's a fun time. Yeah, and and if anything, this is a slasher film with probably a bit better writing than industry standard at the time. So I can see why this might be a fun film. And I mean, Anthony Perkins is great as Bates. So it's Mm -hmm. like you're going to get a riveting film. It was an entertaining movie. His performance is probably so far not nearly as convincing as in one or two. This film, there were some lines that were like kind of flat for me, but he is the definitive Bates. Like you can't follow that guy up. He just looks like inner turmoil. With like he knows how to turn that on. It's great. So I get why people find it enjoyable. I guess my issue is I want it to continue the the heart and substance of Psycho One and Two, which both tried to innovate off the other and both tried to be surprising and not reductive and not fall into the same formula. Yeah. This wasn't a formulaic film, but it was a superficial film, it kind of I, felt like. I read a comment in uh, one of our YouTube videos, I believe it was Psycho 2, uh, mm. suggesting Psycho 3 as the definitive end to a trilogy, which I kind of disagree with that person, although to each their own. Yeah. I think that Psycho 2 was a much better definitive end, even though the whole twist kind of felt shoehorned in. And then this movie does a twist within a twist where the woman claiming to be Norman's mother isn't actually Norman's mother. It's actually 
the sister of Norman's mother, who was jealous and ended up murdering the husband or the father of Norman, being sent into a psych ward. I don't know. Yeah. I have I no idea. I think the narrative, yeah, it, 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 twist within a twist is a good way of putting it. I think the the backstory this adds is valuable. And I think we could view this as the definitive ending, but I wouldn't call it the definitive Psycho movie. Again, I haven't seen four yet. Apparently it was made for television. Uh, we'll, I, we'll get there, I'm sure. But it didn't, it feels like it ended the story just fine, but I didn't like the way it did it. Yeah, uh, It I felt like it, it was a kind of a weak link. I didn't like the ending whatsoever. I thought that... It just, it, le- it left a bad taste in my mouth. The whole, you know, oh, I'm free. You know, I'm going to, pr- I'm going to prison for the rest of my life, but I will be free from the prison in my mind. And then he pulls out the hand in his sleeve, the disembodied, disheveled corpse of a hand. Mm-hmm. That just, it didn't do it for me. If you take out that part... I could have been completely fine with it. I thought, yeah, yeah that would have been a Imagine we still get the famous Norman Bates look at the camera, looking up over his eyebrows, that famous kind of glare that we get. But we don't get the hand. What does it leave us wondering? Wait, is he really free? Is he? Does he still have something in him? We get to wonder. And I think the hand was too much, like, underselling this nuanced character that we have. Also... The police in this movie... They should have found the dead hand. Should <laughs> right. have found... One, they're very... They're not doing their jobs correct. Yeah, they, and, they're... like, what type of movie is there's a killer and the police are the ones who are like, no, 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 he's safe, he's good, he's fine, we're not against him, we don't suspect him. Give him a shot. They were, like, guarding him. <laughs> and then one of, one of them puts a bloody ice cube in his mouth. Uh-huh. How do you not tell that's blood? How, like, you can take, you know what blood tastes like. Every, I feel like everybody knows what blood tastes like. It tastes like iron. Anyways, <laughs> it's just the, the, the police are just not doing their jobs. They, they, they need to be fired immediately and they need a new, a new uh, force to be reinstated. Anyways. I feel like this. I can't watch this movie without thinking about Psycho 1 and 2. And in doing that, the the violence wasn't justified like it was in Psycho 2. In Psycho 1, it didn't need to be there and for an artistic f- reason, and it worked. It, felt, it felt weightless. Psycho 3's violence felt very lackluster to me. It didn't leave a lasting impact on my psyche like Psycho 2 did. Psycho 1 was an art house of a film, very regarded in pop culture Psycho 3 just didn't stick to me like Psycho 1 and 2 did especially Psycho 2 I love Psycho 2 Psycho 2 was amazing to me Uh, but Psycho 3 just really didn't land for me I'm really into slasher movies I love slasher films 100% I love Friday the 13th I love Michael Myers I like Freddy Krueger I like Leatherface I like all these iconic monsters that just go out of their way to kill slutty teenagers doing drugs that's fun it's fun to me Norman isn't that yeah. you know, I like the duality of Norman and his mother conflicting within his psyche. That is yeah. an interesting premise, and Psycho 2 did that so well. I think so they did well. 
they did humanizing Norman better than Psycho 1. Psycho 1, I think, is the better movie. But Psycho 2 did such a good job making you want the best for Norman different than Norman's other side. You're the best. That was so well done. Yeah. (laughs) But again, like, this is... I, I don't think this movie failed... I don't think it was bad. I think it was it was a, a serviceable entry in a spectacular series, and that makes it just that makes it look worse than it is. I think it's a fine film. I, I just I just it, I, it was it was so okay to me that I, I don't think I'll remember watching it. And I, I think that the only thing that I liked about this movie was the uh, you know the nudity. And, uh, Which is another thing worth talking about. The sexuality in this movie also didn't feel remotely important. Like, it was just thrown in there to be thrown in it's, there. It's, it's a slasher film. That, that's what this movie is. It's a slasher film. You have to such, have... You have could to have, have justified it against the, the mother's insane conservative... They did that in Psycho 2 a bit, where uh, they tried yeah. to really draw a distinction to show all of these things Norman Bates can't handle because he's parenting himself. And all of these things that are going on so, around him... And this, it's just like, just thrown on the screen just because. So Psycho, Psycho One is the art house film of this series, right? It's very minimalistic. It's got its reasonings behind everything. Psycho Two ups the ante a little bit, but it's still artsy in mm-hmm. a in a sort of manner. It's got it's got its justifications for why Norman is the way he is. It's got th- this beautiful plot device of I'm trying to get better they released me from the psych ward I want to stay out of the psych ward and yeah I'm still battling this demon within me trying not to kill people and then I have all these people just driving me up the fucking wall because they're dickheads and it was done well it had a lasting impact of gore that was there for a reason obviously Psycho 3 is just a blatant copy and paste slasher film. The rules and laws of slasher films is you don't have to have a reason for nudity. You don't have to have a reason for violence. As long as, as long as it's there to get butts in the seats, I feel like that's just the like one of the main components as to why that is. But right. it's also got its set of rules. We all talked about the set of rules. Scream also. You know, that movie divulged upon the rules of slasher movies. You know, you can't drink, you can't you can't do drugs, you can't have premarital sex. It's all there. So when those people are doing those things, the reasons why they're dying such gruesome deaths is because they are unpure and they need to be killed. So that is the reason why. That is the reason right. why they're dying. Not because Norman's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, yes and no. Mm. So there's not really much of a deep artistic standpoint on this film compared to one or two. Yeah. This So this movie felt very bare bones. And it just felt like it was trying to hop on the slasher trend when uh which was di- which was sort of dying off towards it was it was pretty close 
towards the late 80s and uh, I, I'm not sure about any of the 90s slasher films in itself I know Scream was one of those movies that did really well and it's one of the few that I can say like yeah that that was the era of the 90s slasher mm. genre there's just a lot of it's a lot of hit and miss and I'm sure eventually we'll cover more 90s slasher films uh, but as for right now we, we just covered an 80s slasher film that just didn't really quite meet the cut yeah in and, my and opinion in, in service to <laughs> Perkins directing it I think there were moments I really liked and there were nods to Hitchcock like having that bird position behind him seemed like a directorial choice that yeah. worked well it tied the movies yeah. together it felt right um, the, the same thing of him talking to the reporter, these all these memories I welling up like, in him, and then the girl walking in right behind him. It, that felt right. That that felt. I smart. felt like a lot of those were just nods to the previous films, especially when Mary died, which I still fucking hate that scene so much. Hmm. It, it, it's just there to say you remember Psycho One. There you go. There's the wacky, goofy, cartoony death, which worked well in the first movie. They did it even better in the second movie. And now you're going back to the to the first movie when there's really no point except for not. That felt like fan service and it didn't feel it didn't feel justified, but I get the irony that they were going for. It just I didn't feel like it was executed in the right way but in that is a clear deep appreciation of Perkins for for yeah. Anthony Hitchcock. Perkins Anthony Perkins did a really good job as usual he's, he's really good at being Norman Bates the writing is kind of what held him back yeah I think it was largely there there were sequences that were just like I just can't buy this um, but yeah, the movie was filled with some fan service stuff that felt a little bit superficial. Other really clear, appreciative nods to, to the original Hitchcock films, which is is just I think that's going to come down to taste about how much do you want to remember the other movies versus how much do you want to see the series move in a new direction. Yeah. So. I also felt the Duke character kind of just felt it felt like a blatant slap in the face, like just out of nowhere like what what what's his motive oh he's just there for the money yeah the whole... it, it was very odd i almost feel like they were trying to go for a mystery element like in the second one of like who could be doing it if it isn't norman you and they're what? trying to give people motives but he was at the end of the day just kind of a slimy character i don't know it kind of reminded me of buffalo bill for some reason and that's only because of the end scene with him port the portrait of well just the, the end scene and the mural of naked ladies all modge podge together mm -hmm. which buffalo bill also had in his uh in his layer of death and, right and uh skin suits but i don't know it's just it's like norman bates versus buffalo bill just some you, you didn't ask for it but you got it Yep. <laughs> and his death was pretty weak. I didn't 
I didn't agree with it whatsoever. I didn't agree with the with the direction his character went. And uh, I don't know. I just I, I can't really necessarily say that there was a favorite kill of mine. The 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 throat slit was pretty good. The the throat slit was was one of the I guess would be my favorite kill. So th there you go. Uh, but again, it just it didn't feel it didn't feel as good as the uh, I forget her name, but the old lady in the in the second movie that was going after Norman, and then mm -hmm. she gets a knife in the back of the neck. Or no, she gets a knife in the back of the head, and it goes through her mouth. That kill was fucking amazing. Yeah. But none of the kills in this movie felt like that. Or the scene where the psychiatrist falls on the knife down the stairs. Mm -hmm. Those scenes were fucking amazing. But, again, yeah. Very lackluster. There, there was one good moment that found a good way to balance our expectations from booth. watching the other films. <laughs> the and... phone booth scene. <laughs> no, that that was yeah. one of that's probably a so good wacky. a good like if if I could kind of distill all the things I didn't that I think didn't work in this film, it would be that one scene. There's so much at work there that's just like kind of gawky and substantive stuff. But one of the scenes that I thought was really surprising and well done did acknowledge hey, you're watching this, you watched the first two films, we're going to acknowledge those films, and we're here to show you something new. And it set the tone just right, where the girl was apparently showering, Norman Bates broke in, we know the story, we know what's mm -hmm. going to happen, yeah. and then before he kills her, her, She's her killing wrists herself. are slit. And, and to him, that was like, the one way somebody could have been freed is that. And we know that she came from a troubled past, and when she looks up at him, she sees an, an angel, essentially, a, a nun. The knife is yeah. a cross. And it was a great moment. And he sees somebody else, too, where both of their neuroses kind of fell in sync. And that was like, okay, maybe we were set up for a killer movie. And no, it, it did kind of fall apart after that. It, it took a complete 180. And yeah, like, but that was such a... That might first, be a, a notable moment of the series. So yeah, it was really yeah, good. Yeah, I really, I really liked where it was going at first and then it completely changed directions i'm like no yeah. no why why yeah, also even with the whole group that was there we did expect that they were only there for a massive kill sequence and then only one of them died <laughs> wasn't there just like one or two so they just said no, there, there was multiple there was multiple there multiple yeah oh wait there was the girl in the toilet it was, like, it was a college party there was the girl in the toilet the football fat fuck that was like you could twirl my baton oh the, that's right the twirler and another person oh my god i seriously forgot you're right these kills didn't stick out you're right i didn't even i'm not even registering half of these yeah yeah so how about we go ahead and take a little ad break i gotta go to the bathroom and uh we will be right back all right we are back and for the eulogy. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. May God be with this young man's soul. And may God be Anthony Perkins, Psycho 3, 
Yes. <laughs> I... I... I have nothing really good to say about you. I... You know what, Nick? Look, you're about to pull punch it. You're staring at a crowd that showed up to the burial of this film. Family and friends are here. You're going to lie to them? I know you're not one to speak ill of the dead, but come on. Tell them Tell them exactly how you feel. All of them. There were some pretty good nudity scenes, I'm not going to lie. I liked, liked seeing the butts and, and, and boobs. Uh, the, the, the part where Mary... Uh, tries to kill herself was pretty interesting and could have led to some to, to some interesting plot point but really doesn't go anywhere uh, may you burn in hell rest in peace <laughs> I'm going to bury this movie in the swamp with yes. with a Ritz cracker smothered yes. in peanut butter and the choir doing tribal singing in they the background. To. They, they gotta to. go. They gotta go. Yep. I'm going to bury this film or dump it in the swamp with birds filled with candy corn and bloody ice cubes. Well deserved. Well deserved. I don't I don't, I don't think I'll ever watch this movie ever again. I don't think so either. I, I don't think I will either. Um, yeah, but but maybe 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 there's one more thing we've got to talk about here. Maybe somebody somewhere liked this movie. I found someone who did, who really liked it, who really appreciated it. Are we, Let's get into it. We got we got voices. I think so. We got Do voices. You? Well, sometimes that is better. Okay, let's let's get right into it, Brian. What what do you got for me? My guy Ebert, as oh, always, again. the surprise is here, but what? a pretty big surprise in the sense that he this liked... guy loved this movie. He gave it three out of four stars, which is huge. That's not an easy rating for him to give. He always surprises us with his is a deep appreciation for the horror movies that deserve it, and sometimes he he he's hard on the genre, but when he is and he likes something in it, it's a big deal. He liked this movie a lot. Alright, here's what he said. This is a heavily abridged version of the review. Tens of thousands of movie characters have come and gone since 1960. Uh, when he made his first appearance in Psycho... Uh, I gotta restart that. I abridged this maybe a bit too much for my own reading comprehension level. Tens of thousands of movie characters have come and gone in 1960s, but when Anthony Perkins made his first appearance in Psycho... Uh, he, 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 it still remains vividly in the memory of all of us. Such sharp images. Oh, Jesus Christ, I, I massacred this paragraph. Let me just move on. Most movies are disposable. Psycho supplied us with the furnishings for nightmares. One of the reasons that Psycho 3 works as a movie is that Norman is not a mad dog killer. He's not a wholesale slasher like the amoral villains of the dead teenager movies. He is at war with himself. The movie was directed by Perkins in his filmmaking debut. I was surprised by what a good job he does. Any movie named Psycho 3 is going to be compared to the Hitchcock original, but Perkins is not an imitator. 
He has his own agenda. He has lived with Norman Bates all these years, and he has some ideas about him. And although the movie doesn't apologize for Norman, it does pity him. For the first time, I was able to see the true horror in Psycho isn't what Norman does, but the fact that he is compelled to do it. I would argue Psycho 2 is the movie that made that point. But the movie also pays its dues as a thriller. And there is one shocking scene that is as arbitrary, unexpected, tragic, and unfair as the shower scene in Psycho. Only one. But then one of those scenes is enough for any movie. He loved it. He thought Anthony Perkins was the perfect person to make it because he has ideas about where Norman Page should go, which is an interesting idea. He also said this was not imitating the other Psycho movies, which I guess, based on the plot, it wasn't retreading it, but it was based largely around kind of fan service sequences. Yeah, which I'm not. So, I, like, I really disagree with Ebert here. I think he's giving too much credit to this movie. Sorry, Ebert. You, 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 done, you done messed up. Sorry, bud. Yeah, I but I will you bring were. you back next time. I thought you weren't human, but apparently <laughs> you are. Apparently so. So, mine isn't a well-renowned person of the film critic universe, as, as though it's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's the, yes. it's the Ebert, Ebert-verse. The most boring superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> the only ones that we deserve. <laughs> This one is from Brian C. Tyler. It was posted on March 9th of 2006. Wow. He gave it eight stars out of 10 and titled it Good Sequel with some 80 slasher elements added. Yep. Uh, His thoughts on the movie, although not as great a sequel as Psycho 2, this is still a good sequel. With Anthony Perkins directing himself, you can expect a good addition to the Psycho series. Now Norman Bates is dealing with a lot. He's falling in love, a reporter is poking around, and a new employee is close to discovering his secret. The mystery and atmosphere of the first two are still here, but it's 1986, the middle of the 80s slasher era. More sex and violence has, have been added. We, which this, this is the piece of... Uh, tidbits that kind of opened my eyes and uh, made me want to let this person's voice be heard because I didn't know this. We have Gorier Kills and even Juliet Cummings or Cummings, wow I killed that, I killed that name Juliet Cummings from Friday the 13th Part 5 A New Beginning and Slumber Party Massacre 2 obviously playing a slut who is picked up at a bar by Duke uh, and kicked out of his room and then murdered in the uh, actually pretty cool payphone scene. So he liked the payphone scene. Mm -hmm. I I don't know that her character was a slut. She went to a bar to have a good time, just like the guy did. That's That's, that's that's what they're... As in the slasher premise, that is what she's portrayed as. In the disturbed slasher mind, yeah, that, that, that is kind of, that does get thrown around. So I actually really like that review because I think it makes perfect sense about why people like the movie. Because as a movie in and of itself, I'm sure it's enjoyable. I, 
I am watching it with the burden of having to figure out if I think it's a good ending and a good follow-up to two really good movies. So everything is weighing against it, just like everything was weighing against Psycho 2, and it somehow defied odds. This film is set up, in my mind, in the way that I watch these films, to fail, and it didn't do anything more than I needed it to do. It didn't do anything, it, it did quite a bit less than what I wanted it to do, and it just didn't work. But this guy said, hey, it's fun, and it has more of the fun stuff that I like in other movies, and that's totally fair. So yeah, I, I have no issue with that review. I think he's, yeah. he's prob that explains to me why people like it so much, and that's totally fair. Yeah, I, I agree. That's why yeah, I pooped who, it. Who's to say what direction the series should go in? I think it should stay, more, hover more toward the first so, one. So you kind of want to guess where uh, they're going to take off. The for the fourth movie. one? For the fourth one? I, the, I mean, the trajectory feels like full slasher territory, but I don't know that that would be true. I think it might be an origin story. Because I that, think I so, haven't too. Seen that ex- yeah. I think it's going to be Norman sitting in his prison cell talking to somebody, mm. and it does flashbacks, and that's how yeah. it's going to like tell the story. I could see that, so, too. I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. I would love to be surprised by like a made-for-television movie that has so many good ideas in it. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but we will have to see. Eventually. Okay. Uh, we're, are you ready taking, for the final cut? We're we're taking a uh, a break from from Psycho again. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing uh, another to run cover time. to cover some other movies. Um. So yeah, it's time to get to the moment you've all been waiting for, the final cut. So, I don't remember what I gave Psycho 2. I probably gave it a really good rating compared to Psycho 1. I am giving Psycho 3 4 out of 10 slashes. Okay. I'm giving it 4 out of 10 slashes because I felt it felt so lackluster and barren there weren't necessarily any memorable kills. You even pointed it out. You couldn't, like, necessarily point a single good kill that came out of this movie. Uh, the, the whole direction that the second half took was completely a slap in the face. I didn't like it. I, I just... and the, Especially the tribal music in the background no stop i just completely ruined the atmosphere it completely took me out of the movie so i don't think that any of the 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 well shot scenes and the whole shower scene that took a huge twist which honestly was really such a good idea but it's not going to save this movie Agreed. I I did not have to think hard at all about my rating for this one. It's probably the easiest movie I've ever had to rate. As always, I have no memory of any of the ratings I've given any other movie. So I'm just kind of... I'd like to figure it out one day, but I'm not doing it. This film to me is a five. Psycho 1 was my favorite. It was a near-perfect movie that subjectively didn't track with me all the way. Psycho 2 was really good not perfect but subjectively it did track with me a bit more this film was not fundamentally 
perfect or good or anything more than serviceable to me, and I didn't really care about it. It's just a complete mediocre movie to me, and I, 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 I it's a, it's, it is the yeah. perfect example to me of what a five is. It isn't. It is just a neutral film. It's just there. It's yeah. it's, it's there to be there, and it's not going to be watched again. It's one of those movies that you'd have on your shelf, but you'd probably like open it up once and put it in the DVD player once, and then after that, you're like, okay, you're going back to the shelf, never yeah. to be touched ever again. Yeah, because my love I... life is <laughs> oh boy. done and over with. Oh boy. No boy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So that was Psycho Three. That Psycho was our, Three. That was our thoughts on Psycho Three. Uh, if you want to see our reaction to that movie, if you haven't seen our reaction to that movie, you can go ahead and click the link down below. We'll be sure to leave it there. And uh, yeah. Stay tuned for our next episode on the podcast from the Black Lagoon, where we'll be covering other different territories. Absolutely. And if you like what we do, you can support us by leaving us a review on iTunes. Huge help. Gigantic help. Better than money, honestly. Or if you really like what we are doing, you can even support us on Patreon and pledge whatever you want. We're going to be doing some merch soon. That's the plan. And yeah, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, thank you to Mr. Cronstein for our very first Patreon support. I never thought that the day would come yeah. so soon, but there you go. Uh, yeah. That, that's thank it. you. We appreciate you and thank all of you for listening and stay tuned. All right.